Transitions are one of the toughest things in both life and on the yoga mat, but not necessarily for the reasons you might think. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that and perhaps a bit more so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome back to episode... Hey friends, welcome to episode 68 of the podcast. Today we are talking all about how to make transitions effortless. Now, a few episodes back, I talked about transitions and how sometimes we just have to allow the ickiness and the challenges that come along with them. But I also mentioned that there is a way to make them more effortless with the idea in mind that we can essentially train ourselves to move effortlessly through things with practice. We can begin to cultivate positive habits that allow us to regulate following the transition or leading up to the transition so that after we've moved through it, we're better able to um, adapt, I guess, or be more resilient. So before we get into the episode, This time of year, in the Midwest at least, is when people really start to get antsy for spring. We have a few nice days here and there, but um, it still has the potential for having a major snowstorm or a major cold. And noticeably, even though the days are now getting longer, with more sunlight, that is, it's almost like spring can't come soon enough. People start to get a little cranky. People start to get a little out of sorts and forget the intentionality in life or that we could potentially have in life. This is the time of year also that I even have to remind myself to start being more intentional about being intentional. And because we had a new moon this week, it's a great time to revisit intention setting as a whole. Now, intention setting is something to do either with the new moon each month or with the start of your menstrual cycle. I kind of leave that up to you. I kind of go back and forth, to be honest. I don't know that there is a right or a wrong way. Now, you're really using the moon's energy if you do it with the moon, but you're using your own energy when you set intentions at the start of your menstrual cycle. So I do a little bit of a combination. And if you want to know more about that, I will link to the intention setting episode in the show notes as well so you can have that. But in the meantime, intention setting in general and doing it regularly, whether that's daily, weekly, or monthly, or even annually even, it's a great way to refocus and to get back on track with living 
how you want to be living so that you aren't always feeling like you're on the verge of complete exhaustion or burnout. You can use your time, energy, and focus to work to your advantage instead. So I'm going to link to the intention setting worksheet that I use each month in the show notes so that you have it as well. It's a great time to just kind of do a little bit of a reset to reassess where you are um, as we get closer to spring and get closer to the end of March when that lovely new season arrives. But today we are talking all about transitions. Transitions often can throw people off. And yet we're moving through transitions all the time, all the time, friends. When we transition from home to work, work back to home, it's a transition. When you get out of bed, it's a transition. We went through all of that and the different kinds of transitions and how sometimes they're just yucky and sometimes you just have to allow them in episode 63 of the podcast. But here's the kicker. They don't always have to. It is possible to make them seem effortless, depending, of course, on what the transition is. Now, there's always going to be those big transitions that maybe are a little bit more challenging. But some of the day-to-day transitions that create a little bit of anxiety, even unconscious anxiety in your body, There is a way to train yourself and to work through them so that they are a little bit more effortless. Transitions can bring up a lot of anxiety or um, unease for people. Depending on what the transition is, it can have a whole host of other emotions associated with it. For one, all transitions mean that you are letting go of one way of doing things and you're taking on a new way to do things. And I recently learned that It's not so much the fear associated with the transition as much as it is the grief of letting go of the old that happens around the transitions. I'm going to say that again. It's not so much the fear associated with the transition or the transition itself as you move through it as much as it is the grief of letting go of the old. It's the loss. People don't resist change, they resist loss. It's the grief of not having something you once had or the thought of not having it that impacts you so much more than the actual change itself. So being able to adapt after transitions in terms of the loss you've experienced or that you will experience is what makes transitions tricky. Some may call this adaptability resilience. When I think of this in the season of life that I'm in right now with a three-year-old, it could even be the smallest sense of loss, like moving from being in the comfort of our own home to leaving the house for something new, whether that's daycare or school or some other trip that we are, are taking, no matter how big or small it is, even if she's super familiar with it. The transition of saying goodbye to home saying goodbye to the comfort of being in her own home is what's the challenge. It's not the new thing that's necessarily the challenge because she could be super excited about it, but still getting out the door and going through the uncomfortableness of having to like make sure we have everything, make sure she's done everything. That's where 
the loss comes in. She's moving from something that's comfortable into something that is uncomfortable, in a sense. It's not that the new thing is necessarily challenging. It's that I'm asking her to let go of something that she's comfortable with and to do something else. I can think of that when we're walking out the door and also maybe even getting dressed in the morning. Getting a three-year-old out of the jammies that they've been in to just put different clothes on for the day is a transition. But those jammies are comfortable. The clothes, yeah, they're probably going to be comfortable once eventually we get them on. But it's like the loss that's going to happen because she's got to get out of this comfort zone and into something else. Are you following my acquaintance, Katie Russler, who I interviewed in episode 36 of the podcast, all about communicating and connection, um, has a book on grief. And she says that grief is us growing into our greater self by letting go of the past, letting go of the things that are no longer here. And that's exactly what a transition is. No matter how big or small, it's letting go of one way of doing things and inviting a new way. You can begin to train yourself, just like with any habit, to make transitions a bit more effortless. In order to begin this process, we're going to move through a bit of a visualization today. So if you can, stop whatever you're doing, sit in a comfortable place, close your eyes, And just listen as I guide you through this visualization. What I want you to do right now is to think of a transition that you've gone through in your life or even something you've learned in the past or that you're learning right now. Maybe that's like you're learning a new skill. Avoid bringing to mind a one-time transition like retirement or menopause and instead think of a transition that you've gone through numerous times or could potentially go through more than once. Maybe something like getting the kids ready for school or out the door or a drive to a new workplace or a gym, creating that habit. Uh, Maybe it's moving. Maybe it is learning something new like a yoga practice or an instrument or knitting or pickleball. Remember a transition that you've had in your life, one that you've made Maybe more than once. Remember how you felt at the very beginning of that transition. When you first set out to do something differently. Notice the feelings or emotions that you had. Or that might even come up now as you're recalling that time in your life. You've set the intention to do something a little bit differently or to move from one place to the next, to get from one space to the next in your life. Remember how you felt at the very beginning. Maybe it was excitement. Maybe there was a little sense of unease. Maybe there was fear. Maybe there was worry. Just remember how you felt at the very beginning and notice what's coming up in your body. Then fast forward a little bit into the transition. Begin to remember how it felt shortly after you began the transition. 
How did you feel? You might have felt uncomfortable or clunky, especially if you were learning something new. Maybe you even felt like you were never going to pick it up. And at some point, you likely had the thought that you just wanted to hurry up and know all you needed to know or wish that you were just good enough at the skill to remember how to do it. I get this a lot when I'm teaching people their own yoga sequence. Or maybe you even had the thought that you just wanted to hurry up and be done with it. Hurry up and be on the other side of it. Maybe you had the thought that you just wanted to be good enough to just begin refining it a little bit. Remember that time in the transition. Remember that time in the new thing in your life. Right? So we get in that kind of first clunky phase, the challenging phase. And now consider the part of the transition in which things started to become a bit easier. The place where you realized you'd done this before and you could make it through it. You maybe even at this point started refining the way that you do it. For instance, getting the kids ready for school or out the door. There's this hope that eventually comes that it's going to be second nature at some point. You can begin to see the clearing. They start to get themselves ready, and it's less work for you to nudge them out the door or to nudge them to do the things that they need to do in the morning. Or perhaps if it's that drive to a new workplace or a new uh, gym, eventually it becomes this quest to find the fastest way or the way with the least amount of stop signs or turns. You start to look for ways to make things more efficient. Or if it's learning a new skill, perhaps it's that finally things just feel like they're clicking. And a side note, I'm learning to play guitar right now, and I have felt like this so much. I will also say that I'm not the greatest guitar student. I don't practice nearly as much as I would like, but it's not a huge priority for me right now. But a couple weeks ago, my fingers just started knowing where they needed to go. And it was a beautiful thing. It's like my muscles started remembering and my brain and muscles started connecting. Remember the progression of steps that it took you to move through your own transition. There may be some key milestones or points that really stand out to you. Some things that you achieved or accomplished that helped you remember that you were making progress, helped you remember that things were indeed getting a little bit easier and you were letting go of the old way of doing things. Now bring to mind the version of you after you made the transition, no matter how many times you made it. Bring to mind that version of you after. You made the transition. 
See yourself on the other side of the transition. What are you now able to do? How does being on the other side of the transition change who you are? Were you successful if you were learning something new? Or did you release the notion of you learning that new skill or growing in that way at this time in your life? What can or can't you do? And what did you learn about yourself in the process? Some transitions we go through daily you don't need to give that much thought to, in part because they are things that we do every single day and have become effortless. But on the other hand, maybe it's some of those transitions that do need those questions asked because perhaps the transitions are so effortless that complacency sets in and you're not actually achieving the outcome you want. So there's a fine balance between something becoming effortless when intention is still attached to it and effortless when complacency sets in. And that's part of what makes up your edge in any given thing. But more on that in another episode. So we've talked today about how transitioning has these different steps or different phases that we move through in order to get from one place in life to the next, even if it's not a physical place to be on one side of something and to get to the other side of it. Now, I don't have any scientific actual steps for you, but I want you to just bring to your awareness that there is this process that we go through in order to get from one thing to the next, whether that is getting out the door in the morning with a toddler or whether it is learning a new skill. Every transition has a process. And the hope is that eventually the transition can become more effortless and that we can get beyond the grief or the loss of what it is we're letting go of so that we can live indeed with more health, harmony, and happiness on the other side of that transition. The idea is that we're not always living in transition, but that we can transition and be resilient enough, adaptable enough to move on without carrying the baggage of grief, without carrying the baggage of loss. So next week, I'm going to share with you three key things that need to be included to make effortless transitions. If you liked what you heard today, I would be so grateful if you shared this with just one other person. You can do that by screenshotting it and posting it to your stories or even by simply sending the link to someone via text message, email, however you want to communicate with them. I would love it if you shared this episode. And until next week, I'm Kathy Stricker, and you've been listening to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. Cheers to cultivating your own version of health, harmony, and happiness in your life. 